0: Well, hello there, and welcome to episode five of Scopophilia, the podcast. I am, of course, your host, Becky Teller, and I am leading you through this millennial movie movement, your movement, really. And for this episode, much like last episode, I was thinking about October and Halloween and fun Halloween costumes you can do. And additionally, I was thinking about kids' costumes, because I think... With this film in particular, this franchise, there has not been a single Halloween in the last, you know, 10 to 12 years where you don't see at least one kid dressed up as a superhero. And superhero is a pretty, it's a pretty classic Halloween costume, I would say. Which brings me to today's movie, which is Avengers Endgame. And I can't even remember a time before you saw, you know, dozens of little kids dressed up as Iron Man, Thor, and Captain America. That's kind of been the standard for younger children and also as adults. There's a bunch of cosplayers out there who are living up to these characters in terms of costume design and the look and just overall having a great time with it, which of course, warms my heart as uh, as someone who also likes to dress up in fun costumes for Halloween. But I was looking at this movie and I was thinking about this interview, which was done in December of 2019. And I thought it was very interesting kind of looking back on it because I sit down with my good friend, Jesse Gehagen, who is in the know about movies, much like I am. And it's interesting to listen back and think about... We are discussing a lot of movies that were announced but had not come out at the time of the interview. And now that we are living in a pandemic, uh, which has affected film theaters and releases, and now you're getting a lot more in-home releases. Uh, so it's, a, it's kind of a brave new world that we're living in. And it's it's been interesting to see, looking back, how many of the films that we had discussed are out. And of course, it does go without saying that this episode was recorded before the tragic passing of Chadwick Boseman back in August of 2020. Um, Such an amazing actor and such a phenomenal Black Panther uh, for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And it's hard to imagine other people playing that role, honestly. He did such an amazing job bringing... A light and a life to the role, and and also being such a great representation, um, you know, for young African American kids to see, you know, an African American superhero. After the show, of course, I will go over some of the films that we talk about to give you a little update on when they might be coming out or when we will be seeing some of our favorite superheroes again. Um, but without further ado my interview with Jessica Hagan about one of his favorite films, Avengers Endgame. Enjoy! Scopophilia is the newest thing to hit the market. Defined as deriving aesthetic pleasure from looking at something, it's the
1: new craze sweeping the nation. Taken in large doses, side effects can include an addictive nature to have more film
0: content. If this increase occurs, Consult no one and
1: keep listening.
0: Hey, Scopophiliacs, and welcome back to another episode of Scopophilia, the podcast. I, of course, am your host, Becky Teller, and I'm here with one of my good friends, Jesse Gehagen. How are you, my friend?
1: I am well, thank you.
0: <laughs> so serious. Yes. So serious. Um, you work in the theaters. Yes. <laughs> um, and you're an important, important person in the theaters. Yes. You watch a lot of movies. Almost all of them. Almost all of them. I got to say, I think you're, you're one of the only other people I know whose binge game is stronger than, than mine is. Yes. It's pretty impressive. Oh, very. And so a while back, I said, Jesse, what's your favorite movie? Almost positive I knew what it was. And you picked...
1: Avengers Endgame.
0: Avengers Endgame, of course. And, and what was it about this movie that you were like, yeah, that's the one I want to talk about?
1: Well, for me and a lot of fans of the Marvel Universe is this wasn't one movie. It was a culmination of all these other 20 or so movies that had come out at that point. And I remember going to see the first Iron Man when I was, you know, in high school. So it was like 10 years ago this started. And, you know, I can remember every movie I went to go see with the people I went to see them with. So it was like dozens of events that all came to this one. So it was really exciting to go see yeah. all that come together.
0: Absolutely. And so what is the what is the shortest synopsis that you could possibly give about this movie? Like
1: Okay, some bad stuff happened <laughs> <laughs> and now people who are left need to fix the bad stuff. <laughs>
0: fix the bad stuff.
1: Fix the bad stuff.
0: Very well done. Thank you. <laughs> so I I had seen I think I've seen it twice now. Once to like refresh myself, and then once months and months after it had initially come out, okay. <laughs> I needed to wait for the crowds to leave before I can like right. thoroughly enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, and whoa, well, I mean, I think we were all ready to buckle up when Infinity War came out mm-hmm. and then Endgame came out. We were like, not ready.
1: <laughs> right. It was hard. It was, yeah. I think I saw it four times the first month it came out. <laughs> like, needed to go see it and then after I first saw it I needed uh, a a few days to recover Mm -hmm. and then I saw it again and I was like no that was still (laughs) wrong I waited two more weeks (laughs) went and saw it a couple more times
0: (sighs) so who would you say is your favorite character do you have a favorite character in like the Avengers because I know they're very dear to you
1: oh they are all very dear to me (laughs) they're like family um I honestly found Iron Man the most enjoyable one, mm-hmm. just because you always had that bit of comedy, but there was enough drama to keep a, a story like involved with the, the audience.
0: Mm-hmm. And let me also ask you, as someone who has seen the movies, like knows them by heart, mm-hmm. saw Avengers four times in the first month, <laughs> right? do you think there was another strategy that they could have done to have, to have come out on top either sooner or... You know, what? Um, I think that they
1: could have done things just different in the sense that there were other people that they could have introduced. Or um, I really think that they just made that plan for that movie early on. Yeah. And they really wanted to stick with that. They didn't really stay with a lot of um, the traditional stuff that they went through in the sense of, like, what the comic books had. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I really think that they they struggle with, like, hey, some contracts are up. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> some people got to go. Who can we convince to stick around? Right. And, um They ran into some problems with they wrote that and they made that movie early, but then they made other movies in between and they mm-hmm. made some artistic liberties with those movies. So, there's things that happen, like, Thor's powers were different. Right. And it was because they filmed that film before they made Thor Ragnarok. Right. So... Things change. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I I think that they could have done a couple things different Mm -hmm. in the sense of just communication (laughs) (laughs) to keep uh, that film consistent with where they had been.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, Ultimately, it was a good film, though, I think.
0: Yeah, I would say so. And, I mean, I think it what was really interesting for me watching it again the second time was, first of all, opening scene, like, just tug Mm -hmm. on your heartstrings yeah. With Hawkeye, his whole mm-hmm. family has disappeared. Right. Oh boy. I was like, I forgot that that we started. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, he wasn't in Infinity War. So you yeah. almost forgot about him. Uh huh. But like, he's in the back of your mind, like, hey, we haven't seen him in a few films. Right. But then it's like, oh yeah, that's right. He's with his family and he's happy. Yeah. Oh wait, no. they're gone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, literally, I was in my bedroom, signed in Disney Plus. I was like, right. we're going to watch Avengers Endgame. <laughs> And then first scene, I was like, "Oh no!" Right. <laughs> and I remember being in the theater, feeling that same way of like, "Oh Hawk, oh no. Right. no, 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 no!" <laughs>
1: like you know, something bad's about to happen. Yeah, like-
0: <laughs> no, most definitely. Um, totally lost my train of thought. Oh, but I I liked the idea that they were pulling on, um, the like the effects of society after mm-hmm. like nationwide traumas or world traumas. Right. Um, so, like, all of those scenes where it's uh, Chris Evans with, like, the support group of, like, mm-hmm. what do we do now that they're gone? It's, like, right. I think a lot of people, especially, like, within, like, the 9-11 mm-hmm. generation mm-hmm. can see that and be, like, oh, okay, yeah, that's how I felt. Right. So, like, I thought that was kind of interesting. Even
1: five years later, you see some of these people are deeply impacted and everything. Yeah. And I think it was really important <laughs> for them to show that because after Infinity War came out and people are like, we are kind of overpopulated, like if half <laughs> people were gone, we would have more resources, but so they made a point to show like no, if half of people are just gone, like mm-hmm. society kind of comes to a stop. We need like seventy five percent, yeah, not a hundred,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean i know I know sean is is always saying like if there were a button, I'd push it right. because there's too many of us on this planet where the planet is dying. Yeah. And I remember, like, having the conversation with him after the film of, like, oh, my gosh, like, he did it. Like, after right. Infinity War, I was like, he did it. Like, what's going to happen to the world? And he was like, probably it's going to be great. Right, <laughs> the Air's going to be cleaner. Water's going right. to be better.
1: Right. And they do make the point to say that in the movie, too. Like, yeah, hey, like, wildlife is doing better, but people aren't doing so great. No.
0: <laughs> and, I mean, I think that's such a great detail to have in there of, like, Yes, the things that he said were true, that resources are better, the planet, it like, ecologically is doing better, but humanity is not doing great. Right. And it's like, the cost was too great.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And they make a point of kind of leading up to that, going into, um, Guardians of the Galaxy would be the biggest example, is he, you know, he had told Gamora in Infinity War that, you know, her people were thriving and everything. Well, there's a frame in in Guardians of the Galaxy, the first film, that it shows, like, her profile after she gets arrested. Mm -hmm. It says she's the last surviving member of her people. Mm -hmm. So Thanos went and killed half of her people and said, they're doing so much better now. There's no crime or problems on your planet. There's also no people on her planet. Right.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, I guess it's doing pretty well. Yeah. (laughs) So upsetting. And, I mean, what what an interesting villain to kind of introduce. Right into this universe because i Mm -hmm. feel like with most of our villains they're bad but we know that our good guys are going to are going to be able to defeat them but with Mm -hmm. thanos it was like he's so bad right you're just not sure
1: (laughs) yeah but he also has like a noble cause and he really feels that he's right he's Mm -hmm. not out to you know conquer the universe he's trying to make it better he just has a really twisted way of getting there (laughs) you know because a normal person would be like Hey, I have the possibility to double all these resources. Instead, I'm going to cut the people using the re- resources in half. Yeah. So.
0: Backwards way of thinking. Maybe. It's depending <laughs> on your perspective, I guess. I'd
1: have to ask a therapist. Right. Right?
0: <laughs> um, so I have my notes with me. Okay. I took these a little bit ago. Okay. Um, my first note says, punch gut with hawk eye underscore how dare you. Um. <laughs> Oh, and then I said, God, I love Cap- Captain Marvel, a.k.a. Carol Danvers. Mm. And I was like, she comes onto the screen, and I'm like, oh, I would die for Carol Danvers. <laughs> I love her so much. And she's the newest of the Marvel superheroes yeah. to kind of come into things. Mm-hmm. And we see, like, a teaser of her in Infinity War, and then she had her own movie right. that was a prequel. And now she's coming back, and it's like, she's present day, mm-hmm. here to kick some ass. Right. I love her so much. Just just to put that out there.
1: She's good. And that was one of the things, like, through Infinity War, they they show her in the beginning, and she's like, hey, I'm out here doing a lot of work that you guys aren't doing. Yeah. So I'm busy. <laughs> and then uh, you forget about her mm-hmm. for the next full, at least two hours of Infinity War, or I'm sorry, uh, Endgame. Yeah. And then, like, the battle's starting to get really bad, and it's like, oh, man, they might actually lose again. Right. And then, like, the whole thing shuts down as she, like, comes through and, like... Really saves the day. Yeah. Even though she wasn't the one that really ended it. Yeah. But it wouldn't have gone the same way.
0: <laughs> Let me ask you because I think this has been a larger debate okay. within <clears throat> within this kind of film franchise. Mm-hmm. Do you think Miss Marvel would have been okay holding all the stones and taking care of business? Because Iron Man does it, mm-hmm. we know what happens.
1: Mm-hmm
0: and he like because he's human his body right. can't quite handle it but miss marvel i feel like has you mean miss marvel or captain captain marvel? marvel okay thank you very different people <laughs> very different people <laughs> uh captain marvel i feel like her body is because she's been mutated in some way it would have been easier for her or something but i know a lot of people are mm. like yes and no or
1: i i really don't know because um, the initial snap that they do was the Hulk, and mm. he says specifically that a lot of the radiation is gamma, mm-hmm. and so it's like his body was designed for it. He was crippled by it. Yeah. So it's hard to say that this other person who has different ability could have handled it. Right. Because we almost see Thor grab the, the gauntlet and snap, and he, you know he's like, well, I have lightning in my veins. Right. But um, it's hard to say any one person could have handled it. I mean – Tony Stark was able to handle it only for a few seconds because of his arc reactor, actually. Right. So, like, it's hard to say that this person would have been more capable. Because she may have, but we'll never know.
0: Yeah. I was just thinking, because, and you've seen the movies a yeah. lot. Yes. Captain Marvel, in order to get her powers, she, like, gets hit with Tesseract stuff. Yeah. Isn't she, that correct?
1: She had Tesseract energy from the prototype engine that yes. Marvel had built.
0: Yes. And so so in my mind I'm like, okay, well the Tesseract is part of the Infinity Stones later on, I would right. think maybe there'd be some kind of connection. But you're right, you'll we'll yeah. never know. Right. right.
1: Well even then the the Tesseract was something that held the Space Stone.
0: Oh, that's true. So it
1: kind of at the <clears throat> same time may have weakened it. So the energy that she had from the Tesseract Mm-hmm. Was probably less or so than what the pure stone was. Okay. So maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Um,
0: we'll never know.
1: We do know that she'll get another movie because she yes. didn't, at the least. Yeah,
0: no, that's very true. <laughs> which I gotta say, I'm I'm super happy about. <laughs> yeah. So what would you say? This might be a difficult question. Okay. What is your favorite part of this movie? Just this movie.
1: Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> um. uh, that is a, a pretty difficult one to answer because I love so many parts of the movie. Yeah. Um. If I had to pick one, it'd probably be towards the end, and mm-hmm. it would be when Thor decides to go with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Um. Because it was a really turn turning point in his uh, story arc of, you know, his first couple films. You know, he's trying to be the king and. Wants mm-hmm. to prove that he's worthy and all that, and um, to him that doesn't matter anymore. He wants what's best for his people, right? You know, he's trying to find his own journey now. He knows he's worthy. Doesn't matter. He wants to do what's best for his people, and he wants to go out there and help other people, right? So he gets a ride with the Guardians of the Galaxy, and you get that nice little banter between uh, <laughs> Peter Quill and and Thor, and I, I really like that. Part.
0: Yeah. No, no, you're you're the leader.
1: Oh, yeah, of course, of course. Of course. Hey. Just so you know, this is my ship still. I'm in charge. I know, I know, of course you are. Of course. See, so you say of course, but then you touch the map. It makes you think that maybe you didn't realize I was in charge. Hey, Quill. You quail, that's your own Securities in there, okay? I'm merely trying to be of service and assisting. Quill, that's what I said. We should fight one another for the honor of leadership.
0: Sounds fair. I have the this note that says Captain America versus nice. Ant-Man, moral good guy versus complex nice guy. I'm trying to remember. I don't remember what that note is from. Okay. <laughs> Maybe it just has to do with, like, when Ant-Man comes back. Because that's kind of the other aspect of things is, like... This would
1: not have happened if he didn't come back.
0: would not have happened if he hadn't somehow made his way back. Right. To reality. Mm-hmm. And then he comes back and everything's all jacked up.
1: <laughs> right. He comes back and finds out that, you know, his his girlfriend and her whole family is dead. And, mm-hmm. he, like, thankfully his daughter's still around. But we don't even know if her par- parents are there. And, right. And then, he, you know, he's like, hey, we could try this. Right. It might work. It should work. <laughs> right. But, um... Captain America needed to be sold on it just a little bit. Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe that's what you're noticing.
0: Maybe? I don't know. <laughs> I am I just, I'm trying to think. I'm wondering if it has to do with that scene where like Ant-Man comes like out of nowhere and is like, Avengers, I need help. Like, right. Please let me in. And, um, and then it's him, Captain America, and Black Widow. Mm-hmm. And they're all, you know, he's like, what if? You know, right. what the hell happened? You know, yeah. this, that, and the other. And I'm wondering if it's like, something to do with that? I'm not sure. I don't know. That's <laughs> um, such an interesting dynamic of, like, you have all of these, you know, established heroes together. Right. And especially to see people like like Nat, like, uh, mm. like Black Widow in... She's kind of very vulnerable in the first half of this film. Right. She's like, I don't know what to do. I'm just trying to keep things together. Mm-hmm. Her hair's real long. She's got, like, right. a gray streak in it. It's like...
1: yeah
0: She's making cheese sandwiches <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah she really uh becomes kind of the unofficial leader of the avengers they kind mm-hmm. of all accepted her as the leader and i really think what happened going into that is you know iron man's missing who was you know he's heralded as earth's greatest defender for so many movies and mm-hmm. uh it becomes pretty apparent that captain america kind of gave up um, you know, he's out there dealing with, you know, real people on the streets, but he's not mm-hmm. dealing with these issues that are happening all over the world in the galaxy. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can see that she has this council meeting with these other members of the Avengers who are like, this is happening here and this could be a problem. And that's another problem. Yeah. And then Captain America kind of strolls in and's like, Hey, Nat, how's it going? Yeah. Right? <laughs> like he's not involved anymore. Yeah. So
0: it makes me wonder, is that just because of Because at the end of Infinity War, I feel like, you know, he's got that big moment with Thanos and he's got the glove and then, but it's not enough. And does he feel like everything comes down to him or is it like, this is the only way he knows how to kind of cope?
1: I think for him, it was a way to cope, but he has always blamed himself for everything. He's Mm -hmm. always been the person to, you know, like I failed. Like mm-hmm. he, you know, he says the team failed, but yeah, he's like, I, it was on me. I was like the last person in the field with Thanos, and I didn't handle it and, right. Um, I mean, you can see that in other films, like the first Captain America film. He probably could have flown that plane anywhere or jumped out. <laughs> yeah, um, he kind of chose to stay on it. Like, yeah. and you know, he was going to let Bucky kill him in the second one, mm-hmm. and you know, he he let himself be a criminal in the third one. So yeah. like. You see that with Captain America a lot. He, he, <laughs> he takes on these problems that really have other solutions. And he's just like, okay.
0: Yeah. Now this is the way to do it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so let me talk to you about time travel. Because okay. time travel is a huge thing in this movie right. in particular. Mm-hmm. Do you think they did a good job?
1: Um, I honestly just suspended disbelief on it. Mm. Because time travel itself... It's just murky. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that the Avengers has set up, or, or Marvel in general has set up over all of their films, like, hey, we don't do time travel. We create alternate realities. Right. And that's kind of what they did. And that's, you know, they're all talking about time travel in a very scientific way Um, when they're first getting ready to do it. That right. first test where Hawkeye's going to go back and visit his family. And they're all like, oh, Back to the Future was bullshit. Right. Like what I heard. Wait,
0: but who? Who told you that?
1: Star Trek. Terminator. Time Cop. Time After Time. Quantum Leap? Wrinkle in Time. Somewhere in Time. Hot Tub Time Machine. Hot Tub Time Machine. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Basically any movie that deals with time travel. Die Hard? No, that's not what This is known. I don't know why everyone believes that, but that isn't true. Think about it. If you travel to the past, that past becomes your future. And your former present becomes the past. Which can't now be changed by your new future. Exactly. Back to the Future is a bunch of bullshit, but I I've more or less accepted the version where um when the Hulk is meeting the Sorcerer Supreme mm-hmm. and she's explaining like you're going to take this from me and create an alternate reality, right? Well, that's more or less what I decided to accept was that
0: understandable. You know,
1: they are they're kind of reversing back through their timelines, but it's an alternate reality, yeah. Because you can't. I mean, if you I guess if you really think about it, like you. You going backwards is still your future,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so you're not really going back. <laughs> you're still technically going forward, right? Because you would still age if you went backwards. Like yeah. So that's going forward. I don't. I don't know. It's complicated. It makes my head hurt every time <laughs> when that scene comes up. I usually like, hey, do I have any texts or something?
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, totally. Yeah, because Sean Sean's very <clears throat> specific about time <throat> travel, as you know. He has very specific thoughts of, like, time travel must be in a certain way, and you have right. to respect it. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, I'm, I'm very much ready to be like, all right, I'm suspending this belief. Right. I'll accept what you tell me. Yes. Um, but it's such a fun way to kind of go through the movie. Because mm-hmm. you have this, right. you know, concept of what if we could go back right. using, you know, this technology that mm-hmm. we have that doesn't involve the stones. And then to be able to show, you know, different Eras of the Avengers, mm-hmm. you know, including going way, way back to like Tony Stark's dad. Right. Like, such a great storytelling mm-hmm. device of like, you know, we're still on the mission, but we're learning more backstory right. while we're doing it. Mm-hmm. Oh, so great.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was, it was supposed to be like your happy moments because you don't get the happy ending even though you get the win. Mm-hmm. So it was like, you know, they're trying to give you these little heartfelt moments throughout the movie to keep, you know, your your spirits up. Because mm-hmm. if they just took those out and you just went through, <laughs> you get to that end and you just walk away and be like, I don't think I can do
0: another Marvel We're- movie. Like <laughs> <laughs> No, it's very true. Yeah. So it was and nice to see that. Yeah. yeah. And I mean this movie as a whole. Feels very different for Marvel movies because our heroes have been beaten down so badly that they don't really know what to do, Mm -hmm. and you know, going through this, I feel like there's kind there's a formula with with Marvel movies. They've kind of they've got it down pat now, um, to the point where DC is like trying to
1: they're trying to emulate they're trying to emulate
0: that in their movies. There's more comedy in them now, and so like for the record, they're not doing it well. (laughs) I don't know. Wonder Woman turned out well.
1: Yeah, that's one in five. Yeah. Okay.
0: All right, I'll give you that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But so, like, Marvel has created this kind of super superhero um, formula with their films. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, great music. There's, you know, funny dialogue. Mm -hmm. And our heroes, you never feel like our heroes are going to fail. Um, And then they end up winning the fight, and and we're good. And we're like, all right, yes, ready for the next one. Um, But in this one, it's like... And at the end of Infinity Wars, you have heroes who are, like, they are beaten. Mm-hmm. Some of them have disappeared. Some of them are gone. And so in the beginning of the, of Endgame, you're like, what can they do? Like, right. what is there left to do? Right. And so they really kind of have, like, a buzzer-beater mm-hmm. moment going on, right? It's right. like, okay, we fixed it, mm-hmm. finally.
1: Right. <laughs> like, well, and then they almost lost yeah, again. And again. Again. For some of them, they did. So it's like, you know, to to win but to lose, you know, that one person there that's been so revolutionary in the world mm-hmm. and really was at the center of a lot of their wins. It's like, it's a hard loss. Yeah. And then, you know, they lost Iron Man. It's like Captain America chose to, I guess he won, but like, I mean, he retired. Yeah. Is what he essentially did. Literally. So,
0: right. Like... <laughs> And so what – I got to ask you, what What do you think of Captain America's ending of, like, going back in time and just staying there? Uh,
1: that's this the best description I can uh. <laughs> Um On yeah. one hand, I'm really disappointed that that's kind of the end of Steve Rogers' Captain America. Right. Uh, on the other hand, it's it was a long time coming, I think. They – they tried over several movies to give him chemistry with someone else mm-hmm. and it just it never panned out the way an audience would want it right so it was like peggy was the one yeah so it's like okay give him peggy how do you do that <laughs> this is the only opportunity you get right um so i'm sad to see him go but at the same time like
0: okay, it makes I, sense
1: i get it like yeah. but you didn't have to make that the very end right <laughs> Like throw that in a different movie and let me let me recover here. Yeah, like, my heart's had
0: a lot today. Right, I think we can the, calm down.
1: The last twenty minutes was rough enough. Like <laughs> I had to see one of my friends die. Right, and then there was a funeral, <laughs> and now this. So mm-hmm. uh, that was rough. And I, you know what? The one thing I've always complained about that scene, especially, was that um, Anthony Mackie steps forward, but Sebastian Stan doesn't. Mm-hmm. Like. The second he sees Steve Rogers, he just kind of knows, mm-hmm. like ah, like he's old. I can tell he's old from here. Like right. you go ahead. I don't want to talk to him anymore. Yeah. Like <laughs> I know I I would have liked to have seen their closure, mm. but um, and it was someone else's point that they told me is like if you go back and watch their friendship, they never, never got to end together. Right. Every time they wound up together, it was only a little bit of time, Mm -hmm. and then they had a really bad thing happen. Right. Whether it was Sebastian Stan falling off that train, Mm -hmm. or, uh, you know, he has words in his head or something like that. They never get to end up together as friends. Yeah. So... Sad. It's sad.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, I think it's a fitting end for Captain America. Mm -hmm. I do. However, the thing that always gets me when i'm when i'm watching that scene is who in their right mind thinks that steve roger will keep his mouth shut about like the nixon thing or uh, or watergate or like the vietnam war or the jfk assassination like all these huge points in history for right. me captain america is like america and like that is the first right. thing so for me i'm like did he really keep his mouth shut on all of those like, historical events?
1: <laughs> yeah. So, I like to think of it a little bit differently, just in the sense that um, we saw him going into uh, uh, Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. He had a list of things that he needed to catch up on. Oh. So, he doesn't know everything. Uh-huh. Now, that being said, like, JFK's a big thing. Every, yeah. I think that comes up, like, casually a couple times a month. Yeah. But, like... <laughs> um. He might not have known all the details on, on Nixon or, or something mm-hmm. like that. So for him, you know, him growing up, he grew up in World War II where there was really bad things that was happening. And right. So his his scale of bad things <laughs> should be probably a lot less than us. Yeah. Especially considering, you know, he went through that. Then he was frozen for almost 100 years. Yeah. And he came back and fought Thanos. Mm-hmm. So he, I really think that his scale of, like, Hey, this needs to be checked. right? It's probably a lot less. <laughs> so.
0: I mean, that's probably fair.
1: And yeah, I guess there was also maybe the worry for him that if I fix this, mm. what's gonna happen over here? or you know something like right. that.
0: That's probably true.
1: And for all we know he did catch Nixon. Oh, maybe he was the one who caught him. yeah,
0: Captain America busting in like not today, Nixon. <laughs> yeah.
1: was this <laughs> wired out. At-
0: Oh my gosh! Can you imagine,
1: like a Forrest Gump? I would watch it.
0: I would, yeah. yeah
1: make that series on Disney Plus.
0: <laughs> I'm ready. Yeah, <laughs> buckle up, Buttercup.
1: <laughs> He's dead, dead. Yeah. Um, we also technically lost Gamora because yeah. she, this is, you know, 2015 Gamora, and she does not have her memories of mm-hmm. all the other crap that happened, and she's kind of. Half loyal to Thanos because we don't know what her deciding factor to leave Thanos was. Right. Um. So it's kind of a rough moment for a lot of their storylines. Um. I I do like the ending because it really sets us up for what is going to come. Like, they won, but there's still so much turmoil. Yeah. And. You know, I, I wasn't a huge fan of the decision to bring everyone who left five years ago to today, because mm-hmm. the world wasn't in a great shape with them gone. How is it just going to automatically integrate to billions of people are just now back? Right. So like they have to go through all these records of like this person was that now they're not. Yeah. Like all you have <laughs> the these paperwork
0: billi- alone the paperwork.
1: <laughs> that's that's what I think about now in my life. <laughs> oh my god, that's a lot of paperwork.
0: Um. It's how you know you've become an adult. Right. And you're like, oh, man, paperwork.
1: <laughs> but, you know, just thinking about, like, that aspect. And, it, you know, it was it was disappointing going into, like, Spider-Man. It's like, you really don't get that touched on. They're just mm-hmm. like, the only thing they address is the fact that it's like, hey, there's people who are 16. They're now technically 21, but they're not 21, so they check. Right. Like, they're like, hey, that person blipped out, so he doesn't get to drink. Right. <laughs> Um, so I'm, I'm interested to see the next film where we actually get to learn something about what's happening. Yeah. Now, unfortunately we don't get that until next year. What? The next film is Black Widow, Uh
0: which is a prequel. Yes.
1: And then this fall we get the Eternals. Right. That's not Earth. Right. Okay. (laughs) So the next film that we get. No. I think is actually Doctor Strange? Yeah. I think is next year.
0: Oof. That's a very long time. That's a very long time.
1: And actually we'll get this fall is um Winter Soldier and Hawkeye. That the TV show. So we'll oh. get to learn a little bit.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. And
1: they bring Zemo back for that one. He's the villain.
0: I'll be down for that.
1: I know. The set <laughs> photos look great. Sebastian <laughs> Stan got a haircut and girl. Ooh. Girl, I love me
0: a good haircut. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> He's got that Wakandan arm on. Oh. It's all black and shiny. <gasps> love
0: that. <laughs> love everything about that.
1: Oh
0: yeah. What's so, not to love? Were, <laughs> so I mean, like, we have some ideas, but like mm-hmm. in your mind, as someone who, you know, has seen all the films, who mm-hmm. loves the comics, you know, where where do they go from here in terms of like new adventures? Like I feel like that's right. like the biggest adventure. Right. So, I
1: know only because of what they did at the end of Spider-Man with the um, the aliens are now replacing actual people. hmm And so, I think that we'll find out that some of them are actually bad guys. And they're replacing the good guys.
0: Ooh. To do
1: some bad things. Oh, no. So, the only person we know is actually replaced at this point, though, is Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. And Samuel Jackson is on a spaceship with aliens. Right. And we don't know at what point he was replaced. Because they introduced these aliens technically in the 90s. hmm So <laughs> we don't know at what point. Right? It could have even been before Iron Man 1 mm-hmm. that Samuel Jackson was replaced.
0: Ooh, girl. I know.
1: <laughs> I'm a little bit concerned.
0: Yeah. I mean, fair.
1: Right. But that's supposed to be, you know, phase four. Yeah. And there's gonna be five. I'm waiting to see some some reboots for like right. X-Men and Fantastic <laughs> Four to come in. And we should get those
0: soon enough. Oh, uh, that would be great. I would love to see some reboots of those.
1: Right. Done
0: well. Done well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I haven't seen a good X-Men movie in 15 years.
0: Oh. Yeah. It's so sad. It is.
1: Well, okay, so Logan was good. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But, yeah, I mean, what else to say about this movie? I mean, and also, I, I guess I should bring into the conversation this whole Scorsese thing going around.
1: He's a stupid head.
0: Ah! <laughs> he, in all fairness,
1: not every movie is for everyone.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I can't say I've liked every Scorsese movie I've seen. Fair. So, for him to say, like, you know, it's a hindrance on Hollywood and all that, it's mm-hmm. like, that's not really fair either. Because. Mm-hmm. How many? How many other films do you have out there that are just garbage? Right. Like,
0: there's a lot.
1: I've seen some Danny McBride films that are out there that are really <laughs> bad, or you know, like the interview mm. with with James Franco and Seth Rogen. Yeah. Like, you're gonna tell me that Marvel's a hindrance on?
0: Yeah, no, that one's garbage. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, guys, it's garbage. It, it was. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. <clears throat> no, I, and I mean, I think. I think it's both a fair point and an unfair point because we live in an age of, it's like once the 90s came along, blockbusters were like the huge thing of like, you know, we want wham, bam, action movies. And so like there's a standard of action movies like Michael Bay and Mm. all of those. So, and on one hand, it's, I get why he would say that because there isn't a lot of, I would say, emotional baggage that's going on with the marvel movies there's a lot of like what are we going to do next how are we going to save the world that you don't really get to focus on like internal problems
1: i would absolutely have to disagree
0: really yes Ooh, tell me why
1: okay because thor cries every single film because his brother dies (laughs) that's true um i i mean i would just say that these films aren't emotional because you know besides my own personal emotions towards them Uh, I see people leaving the theater crying all the time. Yeah, Like, I mean, it it just happens. You you do connect with these people who have their own life problems while they're dealing with other stuff, which is a lot of things that Scorsese films touch on. Mm -hmm. If you watch The Departed, Leonardo DiCaprio is having um, an emotional relationship with this therapist that he's seeing. At the same time trying to do his job and save Boston. Mm -hmm. So, I mean... You know, you can take that whole thing and translate it over to other films. If you look at the Iron Man franchise, he's trying to do right for the first time in his life, and he's emotionally conflicted about it. And it's one of the big problems that he has in the first film is that, you know, he he's kidnapped and he sees his weapons are what his, his captors are holding, and... You know, he goes back and he says, oh, we're double dealing. And it upsets him so bad. It shakes him so much to his core that he's like, I have to do something right. Right. He shuts down his whole operation because, uh, you know, he doesn't want bad people getting his stuff. And right. he'd rather take the financial hit and hurt his whole company than do something bad. Right. Which, you know, that's an emotional response. And then he has his connection with the, his, I guess, assistant. um, but also, you know, he falls in love with her. Yeah. And then when she dies in the third one, we all get really upset. Oh, yeah. So,
0: oh, yeah. I would,
1: oh, yeah, I wouldn't say it's, <laughs> it's a lack of emotion.
0: Okay. That's a, all fair points. See, this is why I do this. Okay. This is why I do this. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's very true. Cause I think with a, and granted, with a lot of action movies, we think, you know, okay, there's not going to be a lot of, character development in terms of like major things like maybe Mm -hmm. they they figure out they're the good guy or whatever but in in all the avenger movies i will say you start off with a character who you Mm -hmm. know is going to be a good guy um and so when they like throughout and granted you know throughout the scope of 10 years of movies (laughs) they're still learning things of like Okay. Yes, I can do this, and it's mm-hmm. and I'm still a good guy. You know this, that, and the other thing. Mm. Just good. It's just good. <laughs> <laughs> They're just fun movies, too.
1: Right, and I think that's the big thing. Especially like for me, it's like I go watch these movies, and it's how it started was, you know, it, it's kind of a release. You you don't you get to forget your own problems for two hours or so. And mm-hmm. And that's what, you know, just going to the movies is meant to me. It's like, even if you're having a rough time with your life, it doesn't matter what's happening. You just go. You'll you'll forget it for two hours. You come back and it'll be there. But for these two hours, this is what is happening in your life. Right. So it's, it just becomes something to enjoy.
0: Absolutely. I love movies. As I you tell. can tell. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so is there anything else that we can say about this movie? I mean, I think it's hard to talk about the cinematography for me in terms of like i don't necessarily think they're doing anything new per se but they it's always an interesting thing of with action movies for me it's like do i feel dizzy at the end of this right from from constantly going back and forth cut 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 or like we're flying through space and there's right. like a million things happening shaky camera so like i didn't feel dizzy at the end of this movie okay. which for me makes me makes me feel like mm-hmm. you did a good job right <laughs>
1: Well, and, I mean, I think for this one, there wasn't a whole lot of action. You get the anticipation of action towards yeah. the end. Um, and that's what they, they're they really building up to, is just, it's two hours before you see serious action. Mm-hmm. And I think that they edited things out, or, or changed the way that they did f- scenes, just so you get more of that feeling. Um, there's, like, just some serious, um, like, some of the action that you experience through the film, like... There's this the fight scene between Black Widow and Hawkeye and I was like that was much more emotional than action driven. Very true. It wasn't a fight over, you know, I need this or you know, it was I don't want you to die, I'll do it for you. Yeah. So yeah. So it was the action is is not there a lot. Mm -hmm. You just get little peaks of it as you go and then it, it builds to that huge battle at the end.
0: Definitely. There are definitely a lot of peaks of intensity throughout where you're like, okay, this is going to be it. This is going to be it. This is going to be it. No. And then when you finally get it, you're like, oh! (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Right. It's a lot. It's a lot. And the movie itself is like, what,
1: three hours? It's three hours, but it has like 17 minutes of of, uh, credits at the end. Oh, right, right, right. Right, right,
0: right.
1: So it's long, but... (laughs) They had to put 10 years where their credits Right. In. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and remind me, because it's, it's been, like, a little bit. What is the, the end? Because now, as Marvel fans, I think we're all trained to wait until the end of the credits to, to find mm-hmm. something extra. What is the the end credit? I'm trying to remember. There
1: wasn't one. There
0: wasn't one. There That's was. why I can't remember it. <laughs> right.
1: Absolutely. No, the, there wasn't. Um, unless you went back to theaters and saw the uh, bonus content version. Oh. Which... Was I mean, the end credits in that one was just like a bonus clip of uh, Spider-Man. It was like the oh, sneak preview.
0: That's but, right. I do love Spider-Man.
1: Right. But Spider-Man wasn't in that clip. No. It was Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. yeah. I just love Spider-Man. Oh, okay. You
0: brought him up. I was like, oh, I love Spider-Man.
1: Oh, my God. And then when he comes back in, in Endgame, and it was just like, oh.
0: Oh, right in the like, heart.
1: <laughs> yeah. He was like, Mr. Stark, I thought we did it, but we didn't. Like, right.
0: He's <laughs> <laughs> just so cute. All the time. Uh-huh. oh! When he started disappearing in Infinity War, I legit right. was, like, about to cry.
1: Yeah. So was my sister. <laughs> and I text her, like, once a month to remind her. like, <laughs> Remember that time? Right. Well, so one of the things about him disappearing in Infinity War was um, he started saying, like, I don't feel so good because his spidey sense let him feel it coming. Oh. So he knew it was coming.
0: No, And
1: then... It took so long for him to actually go because he has a, a higher healing factor than other people, so it, no. like it lasted longer for him. And uh, I like to remind my sister that
0: no, she has to love
1: Tom Holland and Spider Man. So
0: oh, I love him! I think he's doing such a great job. Uh, no, don't. Okay. No, <laughs>
1: I like his Spider Man better. Yeah, I don't think he does as well as, as being Peter Parker mm. as some of the other people did. Andrew Garfield and um
0: toby mcguire toby
1: mcguire yes um i like all three of them in different aspects
0: understandable
1: but he's not the best peter parker but he's pretty good spider-man yeah
0: i just love him so much i think he's such a cutie
1: i can't i have no comment i understand
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh man so what do you think is the hardest hit of characters we've lost um,
1: I I would have to say Iron Man at this point, because mm-hmm. that's definitely a franchise that could have gone a little bit forward.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I am Iron Man. For years and years, people were like, we need an Iron Man 4. Because his trilogy was the first one to run up. Mm-hmm. You know, they did Iron Man 1 and 2 back to back. Those yeah. were the first two films. And so the first Avengers comes out and then you have Iron Man 3 right after. So we've been, you know, seven years sans Iron Man film. Yeah. Um. So I would have liked to see a fourth one. And, you know, they commented for years and years. They're so like, no, nobody gets a fourth film. Mm-hmm. And now they're giving Thor a fourth film. Ugh. So I was like, ah, oh, come on, you could have done one more. like. <laughs> But I think that one's the hardest hit just because, you know, he really brought an aspect of comedy to the team. And Mm -hmm. and, um, he always had something cool. Every time he appeared back on screen, he he was upgraded in one way or another. So it was really cool to see. So it's it's disappointing to know we won't get that going forward.
0: That's fair. And I would have to agree. I think Iron Man's probably the biggest hit. I mean, even just from brain power alone. Right. Like, they go to the cabin Mm -hmm. and they say there's possibility that we can do this and he's right. like, No way, I'm not doing it. And then within like maybe a half hour he's like, Oh my god, I cracked it. Like Right.
1: Yeah. And you know, it, it was it was a safe time to pull him out of mm-hmm. the franchise just because uh you now have um Wakanda who mm-hmm. has a lot of advanced technology so you'll see cool stuff come up. Right. Shuri is supposed to be the smartest person on the planet, even more so than Tony Stark. Okay. So
0: um I'm down for that.
1: <laughs> I didn't not I didn't like her in um Black Panther. Yeah. As I mean, just at the end when she like joins the fight and she has those weird little blaster things. Oh yeah. Because like she designed the Black Panther suit that mm-hmm. Killmonger was wearing, so she had to have known that those things weren't gonna do anything, and she's right. just standing there going pee peew pee like <laughs> So I was like annoyed. I was like, I
0: help. I was like, come pee-pee. on, girl.
1: You know what you're doing. Like, <laughs> you're not stupid, right? Like, like move. Like, that's
0: fair. Oh. That's fair. <sighs> it's. I mean, it's definitely gonna be interesting to see. You know where these movies are going. Mm-hmm. And. What new, you know, will they introduce more people? Will they stick with what we have for a little while? I mean,
1: I think, I think even now they're setting up for what they're going to introduce. Yeah. So, uh, in Endgame, one of the things that it said is there's a, an earthquake underneath the ocean, um, in near Wakanda. Mm. So, Black Panther 2. Um, one of the big things that Wakanda deals with is this other continent. It's like Atlantis. It's basically Aquaman. Oh. Um, The character, Namor, who is king of Atlantis. Okay. So they are often at war with each other. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's where they're leading up to. And it's like the ocean's healthier now that all these people are gone. So maybe Atlantis is coming back up. But then all these people are back and now Atlantis is pissed that the ocean's (laughs) getting dirty again. Like... (laughs) So I think that's where they're gonna go with it, but it's like Namor was one of the original Marvel comic book characters, so it's like I think uh, that we'll see that.
0: That'd be really cool.
1: Yeah. Plus, they're you know they're trying to introduce these Eternals, right? Which led by Angelina Jolie and
0: no, not
1: Angelina Jolie.
0: I know. I can't help it. She's just she's just so pretty to look at. I think she looks like a skeleton. That's fair. Sean thinks the same thing. He's like, she looks like a big old skeleton with big lips.
1: Right. Especially when she did Maleficent. I was like, she
0: looks scarier. And everybody's like, ooh, she's in leather. I was like, no, she's scary. (laughs) I can't help myself. I Because I, granted, I love her movies from the Mm -hmm. 90s. So, like, Girl Interrupted, um, Gia, good movies where, like, she's got some meat on her bones and Mm -hmm. she's pretty to look at. But then in Maleficent, I'm like, yeah, she's in leather. I can, I'm good with that. <laughs> I also like spooky things, though. So, yeah. like,
1: okay, that's fair. That's why you like the skeleton, <laughs> not did. not Angelina Jolie.
0: <laughs> How did you know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I only liked her in Mrs. Mister. and Mrs. Smith. I was, oh, that was yeah. a good one. I that's really thought one. that deserves a sequel. And and then they got a divorce.
0: Yeah, it was sad. I'm still not over that. <laughs> I'm still not over their divorce.
1: We're like five years past that and both are in a different relationship. I know. It's time, if they've moved on, it's time for us to move on,
0: Becky. I guess. <laughs> so is there anything else that we can say about these movies, this movie? Um,
1: just that I love it very dearly. <laughs> and it holds a special place in my heart.
0: mm well, and you, you have uh, cufflinks for your for your groomsmen that are yes. all Avengers thieves.
1: Yes. I let them all choose their own individual Avenger. <laughs> um, and mine will be the Infinity Gauntlet.
0: Very nice.
1: So I chose first.
0: <laughs> As I let you them, should.
1: I let them all choose a different one.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: And I worked really hard to get those. It was not easy.
0: <laughs> I know.
1: I scoured the internet. <laughs> I contacted Disney. <laughs> like... Hey, do you guys make these? And they said, "No." You might be interested in this, and it was a completely different product. So it was it was months of struggle to find them.
0: But you it, did it.
1: It happened to be like the first thing I picked for the wedding. <laughs> I picked a so fiance, and then I picked a cuffling.
0: <laughs> pick a fiance. It's <laughs> the truth. You got to yep. pick them. No, it's true. It's true. You got to be careful.
1: <laughs> I wasn't. I was very careful about the cufflings, but I wasn't that careful about the fiance. <laughs>
0: listen your fiance is lovely she is she is the light of my life light of your oh
1: i only say because she might be listening (laughs) you're a great person honey i love you
0: (laughs) so i mean they mean a lot to you Mm -hmm. and i couldn't think of anyone else to come on and and talk about the avengers or and do it justice other than you thank you you're welcome Thank you for coming on to the podcast. Oh, anytime. Anytime.
1: You want to talk about the Avengers?
0: <laughs> Only the Avengers.
1: Only. <laughs> if you want to badmouth DC for an hour, I got that too.
0: <laughs> Listen, don't say that too loud. Gal Gadot is right there. She's waiting for mm-hmm. June 5th, 2020, when her second movie comes out.
1: The second good DC movie. You yeah. Built. Okay.
0: Listen, I'll accept that. Like, If DC does terrible everything else, at least they're doing Wonder Woman. <laughs>
1: As soon as they decide what they want to do, <laughs> they have another new Batman.
0: They have another new Batman. But Birds of Prey.
1: It does not look good.
0: No. Don't no. say that. Listen, I love me anything with Harley Quinn. So I'm going to reserve judgment until I okay. see it. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I thought so.
1: <laughs> if Suicide Squad has any indication.
0: Oh, God. it was Suicide Squad.
1: This is Suicide Squad 2.
0: No. Yes, it is. No, don't say that. Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: I won't. I'll (laughs) think it real loud. Think it real loud.
0: Well, I think we've come to an end.
1: We may have, yeah.
0: Thank you for coming on the podcast.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: I hope to have you on again. Absolutely. For more superhero fun. Okay. That's everything. (laughs) I'll see you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> a huge thank you to Jessica Hagan for coming on the show and talking about his favorite film, Avengers Endgame. And if we're being real, I would have to say Jesse's favorite movie is the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. But I had to back him into a corner and ask him to pick one. And I think he picked a great one to discuss on the show. Now, as I mentioned in the introduction, I have decided to go through and talk about some of the films that were mentioned in this episode, specifically when they are coming out or when they are scheduled to come out at this point, point. and I just figured I'd go through the soonest release to the furthest release that we're looking at at this point. So, first up on the docket, we were supposed to get a Black Widow movie starring Scarlett Johansson, of course, playing Natasha Romanoff. Uh, It was supposed to come out May 1st of 2020, but has been pushed back to November 6th of 2020. So, hopefully, soon we'll be able to see some more Black Widow. Next up, the film Eternals was supposed to release on November 6th of 2020. That is unfortunately not going to be happening and has been pushed back to 2021 in February. And lastly, in terms of movies, there will be a second Doctor Strange movie entitled Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. It was originally slated to release May 7th of 2021, uh, but has been pushed back to November of 2021. So we will see if everything stays on track and hopefully we'll be getting some superhero content soon. In addition to films that have been pushed back, we also discussed a couple Marvel TV shows coming to Disney Plus that have also been pushed back. As of recording this outro, it seems that WandaVision, which is the Scarlet Witch Marvel TV show, is slated to come out on Disney Plus December of 2020. So I guess I will cross my fingers and hope for the best. But as for the Falcon and Winter Soldier show, also coming on Disney Plus, looks like we are looking at early 2021 but that is the most information I can seem to find about it. Like I said before, we're living in a brand new world where media is gonna probably take a little bit longer than normally expected. So we're just gonna have to be patient and that's okay. If you liked this episode and would like to listen to more, we have episodes one through four already posted. And while you're there, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Or if you need more film content on the daily, you can always follow our Instagram, which is at Scopophilia underscore podcast. Or you can go and follow our TikTok, which is at Scopophilia the podcast. As always, I am your host, Becky Teller, for the Millennial Movie Movement here on on Scopophilia, and I'll see you all next Friday. Bye!